Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Hello and welcome back to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. I hope you guys are all doing well. It has been a minute since I've been on here to record. I'm glad to be back. And I didn't go anywhere. I just had a lot of things going on at this particular time of life and season. And for the last couple of weeks, the podcast has been on the back burner just a little bit. But I am back and excited today to talk about the thankful pastor. Let's go ahead and pray. I'm going to give you an update on bow hunting season so far and my shotgun season that just happened. And then we'll get into talking about thankfulness in the pastorate. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this time. We ask for blessing upon the conversation here, and I just pray it'd be helpful for every pastor listening in. As we enter in this week, going towards Thanksgiving, I pray that we would open our eyes to see all the gifts that you have given us, starting with the grace that you've given us in Christ Jesus. And you've been so merciful, and help us to enjoy your presence this week as we uh, live for you and want to honor you and all that we say and do. And so we just pray for Pray for a great week of Thanksgiving, and God, help us to see our families and everything around us within our church as a blessing and uh, the blessing that they are. So we just thank you and praise you and ask for blessing upon this time as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let me bring you up to speed on bow hunting season. I hope you have had uh, time to get out the woods if you're a hunter. If not, I've been doing so many podcasts on hunting over the last couple years. I'm hoping that that may spur some of you on to get out there and, and to start you know, getting into this. But so far this year, I've had a really good time and had some friends that have helped me along the way, had a couple really close calls, and then finally got a deer. I got a deer down with my shotgun during the first gun season this year. But I wanted to tell you about a specific hunt. So I've, I've wounded two deer this year, actually, and, and one I know I put down. And <clears throat> this really has helped me in the future and helped me as I give counsel to any bow, bow hunters in the future to really make sure all my gear is tuned in properly before I go hunt. I've got a new bow this year, and it's shooting a whole lot better than my bow from last year, but there was something happening still with the whisker biscuit and how my arrow was coming out of the bow. So as I'm, as I'm firing, I'm, I'm pulling, and the arrow itself is not coming out exactly straight, and so I didn't have it paper-tuned, and I needed to have it paper-tuned, and it really came back to get me this year. So I, I've been out several times, being able to, to be in the woods, and had some friends that have helped me out, like I said, along the way, and I was sitting with a buddy of mine, and we were hanging in a tree and I was in a ladder stand or not ladder stand. Yeah. I mean, it was in a uh, climber stand and he was in his uh, sling stand and we were hunting together and he was, he put me right on a, a really, really good spot. It was this pinch point where there was a levee and water on both sides. And so these, there was ag fields on the, uh, on the backside of where we were. And so these deer were walking through on this levee spot and we're out hunting and I'm having a great time. We're just having a good time. And I, I say, Hey, it's five 30 and right at five 30, this nice three and a half year old eight point walks up and it's 15 yards away. And so he, he's like 15 yards and I pull back and I, and like I said, I hadn't yet paper tuned my bow and I thought about going to paper tune it right before that day and just didn't have time. The bow shop is in another town over and gas is, you know, crazy expensive right now. So I, I draw and I fire and man, I wallop the deer and it's a nice buck. It's a high eight pointer and Probably, I don't know, it was, it was a, a nice deer, big bodied and nice rack and hit it. And my buddy was like, you got it, man. You, you hammered it. But we noticed that it barely was a pass through. It just barely went, went through and actually was hanging on at the end. And as he was running off, we noticed that, that that arrow finally flopped out of there. But it wasn't a clean pass through. And I was pulling at low 60s um, for, for my draw. And 
I, I had this arrow set up. I had okay arrows. I, no, I, had, I had good arrows I was shooting, actually. I was shooting Easton arrows. And my broadhead, though, is just a cheap Allen broadhead. And he thought for sure this deer's down. Long story short, we waited for about three hours, went in there, bumped that deer, backed out of there, and had to come back in the next morning. And we had a uh, dog out there and everything that was tracking. And this deer, we found with this arrow, it had dark red blood on it, which means it was a liver shot. And I shot this deer in the liver and bumped this deer out of there. Well, the next morning, we did not end up finding this deer. We know this deer is dead somewhere out there. But it had crossed a creek, and the dog lost the scent after the creek. It was a really big, kind of like creek river thing. And we never found it. And so it was an incredible time because after I shot that deer, we had five more bucks walk through that were really, really nice. In fact, there was one that came in right after that. There was a four and a half to five and a half year old deer and it was huge bodied and I'm talking 150 plus rack. It was, it was a incredible night because we saw so many, just, we, I didn't say any does at all. It was just all bucks walking through. And there was a lesson that I learned. And the lesson I learned is make sure that your bow is tuned in properly. And I went ahead and got heavier. Uh, I went from a 100 grain broadhead to 125 grain broadhead. I actually ramped up my bow to almost full draw. I went up to full draw at 70 and then back down just about a half turn. So I'm shooting at like 68 pound draw or something like that. And I went in and paper tuned my bow. And sure enough, my arrow was coming out of there. And what was happening is instead of hitting that deer dead on, just hitting it and bringing all the force of the arrow, what happened was I was hitting and my, my arrow was wobbling and it went in sideways and then went in and corrected itself as it was going through the deer. But what we think is, because I didn't have that thing paper tuned, it didn't shoot, I shot a little bit to the left, and that thing was wobbling, and we think it just hit, just at in, in that wobble, and hit a little sideways. And that little bit, I mean, if it would have been, if my bow would have been tuned, every, it was 15 yards away, I should it should have been just a no-brainer shot. But I ended up missing that deer. So lesson learned, go out there and make sure your bow is tuned in properly. Go out and shoot the target. And even if you're shooting pretty good, make sure and go get that paper tune. That's it's critical because if you don't know what it is, just YouTube it, Google it or whatever and go to your bow shop and your bow shop probably will do that for next to nothing. Mine did it for free. And you can get your arrows and broadhead set up. I'm actually shooting now right under a 500 grain arrow broadhead set up. And it really, I mean, it could, it's, it's like I'm shooting uh, elk, but I'm, I'm going for, for, uh, for whitetail. So, uh, that happened. I hit a deer in the shoulder also from my stand at my house and just wounded it. The deer was okay. But, you know, two times this year where it was just like, oh, you know, the, the, the agony of not being able to find the deer. And then finally in shotgun season, I went out and I saw a deer and I was just praying to the Lord. I was like, God, I'll take whatever you send me. I don't care. And it's, if it's brown, it's down kind of thing. And I, I got one 75 yards away and uh, put her down and she's now at the processor. So deer season so far, it's been going really well, except for the couple heart heartbreaks, but still it's been, been really neat. I had another time where I was 20 yards out from a nice three and a half year old eight point buck again, 20 yards away, but was behind some branches, couldn't get a shot and he winded me. So it's been a lot of fun. So uh, to a 2022 uh, bow season, gun season combo, it's been good. Okay, um, switch gears. I want to talk about the pastor and pastors being thankful this week. Uh, I know that you had your Thanksgiving service. If you did anything or any comments, made any comments, I'm sure you made some comments on Thanksgiving. And encouraged other people to enjoy this week. And, and you know, you've gone through the rigmarole of, of going through uh, the reality of the holidays being so difficult for some people and great for some people and wanting to shepherd people through those difficulties. You know, maybe somebody died this last year and this is going to be the first year of the holidays without them. And there's just realities of life that can be difficult in, in those seasons. 
I was at a coffee shop the other day and was talking to this young lady and, and said, hey, you looking forward to Thanksgiving? She said, no, I'm not going to celebrate the holidays. And I said, well, why? Why aren't you celebrating the holidays? She's like, well, I just don't have any family. And I was like, I'm so, I'm so sorry. And it was clear that she didn't want to talk about it. And I had to get out of there here pretty quick. But it was just a, a, you know, a truth that you bump into people that have gone through difficult things or don't have family, and the holidays for them are just a time of agony. But I really want to encourage you to enjoy this week. Enjoy every single bit of it, and not just this week, but going into Christmas time as well. And I just want to give you some reminders about, about being thankful. You guys have all heard older pastors say before, even some younger pastors, <clears throat> ministry would be great if it wasn't for the people. And it's such a horrific thing that any pastor would possibly say that, even in joking. Like, you don't even say that in passing. Pastors should be thankful men. So I want to go through just a small list of things that I'm thankful for just to spur you on. And today, for the rest of this Monday, if you get to listen to this Monday morning, I'm hopeful that the rest of the day you're able to look around you and see all that God's doing or just a small portion of what God is doing and be thankful for that. So number one, what are we thankful for? Guys, as men, we're thankful for the grace of God. A pastor should be a thankful man because he is a man that's in right relationship with God. He's a justified man. He knows that her sin's forgiven. He's been adopted by God, so he's in a relationship with his Heavenly Father. Pastors, we know that God is sovereignly ruling over this universe, every single square inch of the universe, and he's sovereignly ruling over our lives as Father, as our Heavenly Father. And we have this walk with the Lord that is, you know, a wonderful thing. We get to shepherd God's people. We're responsible for our families and we're responsible for ourselves and then people within the church. And and it's just a glorious thing to walk with the Lord. And I don't want you to forget your first love. I, you know, there is a doctrinal precision that comes with pastoral ministry over the years that we should be pursuing, clearly. And it's the do- kind of doc- doctrinal precision that the church, precision that the church at Ephesus had in the book of Revelation. And there's the warning there is even though you don't tolerate bad doctrine, you reject false doctrine, yet your first love has waned and waxed over the years, and it's just not there anymore. You've forgotten your first love. And so, Pastor, this week is Thanksgiving week. Don't forget your first love. You guys know this. Sanctification is about Thanksgiving. All of life is that. And you know what? There is a mosquito flying around my office right now. You know what? I just caught it. I caught that midair, and I'm going to kill that. How in the world is there a mosquito in the middle of November? Weird. Okay. Now back on track here. God's been gracious in all of life. Sanctification is about thanksgiving. So we're thankful men. We're thankful that God has loved us and sent us uh, our salvation in Christ Jesus and and dwelt us through the in God the Holy Spirit. And so we're just so thankful. Secondly, we're thankful for our families. My goodness, God has given us a wife in our youth. And if you're not married and and you're the one listener out there that's a single dude uh, that's unmarried as a pastor, or if you're just uh, out there and you're unmarried and listening in, be praying for a wife, that God would give you a wife, unless you've been given the gift of celibacy, which is a very small, minuscule amount of dudes. Uh, be praying for a wife and be thankful for your wife. I'm so thankful for my for my life that God is uh, building together with my my wife. Uh, Jordan is such an incredible woman, and it's just so awesome being married to her and to hear the hear the sounds and see the smells and see the decor around the house. Our kids love seasonal decoration changes, and so we're now into Thanksgiving mode and then actually switching over into Christmas mode. We get into Christmas mode pretty quick. Started watching Christmas movies. My wife has things cooking and in the oven or on the stove, and the smells are just great. And I'm thankful for the life that God has given us together. And we've been married now for 12 years, and I'm excited about the next however many years that God would give us uh, our lifetime together in, in the future. It's just fun. Enjoy your wife. Be thankful for your wife. Look at your kids this week. See their smiles. Be consistent to discipline. And from the smile to the cry, 
and love your children this week. Enjoy them. Going into Thanksgiving, you don't you know miss that your kids are a blessing. Children are a blessing from the Lord. The world says children are a curse. The world says children are a hindrance. They need to be seen, not heard. And yet God says, no, they're a blessing. And so enjoy them as the blessing that they are. And then think about your church family. Guys, God has given us church as a shepherd. And I want to give us a word of encouragement from the book of 1 Corinthians of all the churches for Paul to complain about. You might be thinking, Jared, you don't know what's going on in my situation. I've heard you talk about your situation. It sounds great, and it is. Our church family is phenomenal. I'm so thankful for our situation. It's not perfect, but my goodness, I'm so thankful for our church family. And you might be in a situation where you're saying, I'm not thankful for our church family. I'm like crying out to God and asking him to remove me from this church and go to a different church family or something like that. It may be a really difficult situation. I get that. I've been through those seasons of, of really awful situations with, with church life. And yet, here in the first, uh, first uh, letter of uh, 1 Corinthians, Paul writing to the church in Corinth, of all the churches you can complain about, of all the churches that you could you know, ask God just to bring discipline and shut down, Here's what Paul says to the church in Corinth, starting in verse 4. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which is given you in Christ Jesus, that in everything you are enriched in him, in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony concerning Christ was confirmed in you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift, awaiting eagerly the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is also able to confirm you to the end blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful through whom you were called into fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ. Our Lord. Now, certainly there's correction that comes in the book of 1 Corinthians, but what Paul starts with is a prayer of thankfulness. He's thankful for this church. He loves them. He loves the people there, and he's so thankful. He got to spend a year and a half there. Uh, we see in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 18, and he loves the church. He would never say, never joke, never kid that ministry would be great if it wasn't for the people. He loves the church. It's the bride. It's the church that Jesus loves. It's the church that Jesus spends time with and dwells with and hangs with. It's the church the Holy Spirit of God indwells. And so look to your church family this week. It may be a difficult season, but look to them and just say, God, thank you. Praise your way out of that slump. If you're in that slump and you're just down, and this week is just a, a week where you just barely can make it to Thursday and are, are excited about Thursday, but you can just barely make it there because everything that's going on in the ministry world, or your elders or your deacons or whoever it may be, or church members or the power families and the, the struggles that go on within the power uh, stuff at, at churches, you, it, it may be an awful thing that you're going through right now, but be thankful. Be a thankful man. And uh, that can be intoxicating. Your family will be thankful. Your church will as well. And friends, that's what all of all the Christian life is about. Guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you're doing well. I'm back and looking forward to recording more. And please like, subscribe, share, all of that. Leave a rating, a review. I always need your help for this to spread. And uh, I'm so thankful for you. And I've used the word thankful now a thousand times this episode. But hey, it's Thanksgiving week, right? Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your week. For more information, go to theshepherdscrook.co.